Benifer is back. Brad and Jen are friends again. And Paris Hilton is somehow still making headlines. 20 years later, we're living in the world that the 2000s tabloids created. On this series, I'm going to tell you the story of a decade of American life through the trash we love to consume. From Spotify and the Ringer Podcast Network, I'm Claire Malone, and this is Just Like Us, the tabloids that changed America. Listen on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. It's the Ringer Gambling Show presented by FanDuel. The second half of the NBA season is here and you can bet on all of the action with an assist from FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Parlay Hub. Filter by odds, sport, and bet type to easily find the most popular parlays and same-game parlays all on one page. Plus, start betting on the Explorer page in the post and bet live same-game parlays for every NBA game. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, official partner of the NBA. The Ringer is committed to responsible gambling. Please visit theringer.com slash RG to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen at the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 and up in President Select States. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit theringer.com slash RG. This episode is brought to you by Empower. You got money questions like, can I retire early? What are my best savings options? Can I afford to pay for my kid's education? Luckily, Empower has all the answers. With Empower's real-time dashboard and real live conversations, you get clarity on your real-life financial goals. So join 18 million Americans and Empower What's Next. Start today at Empower.com. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Sponsored by Empower, not an endorsement or a statement of satisfaction by a client. Roll, baby. It's Ringer Gambling, and Joe House and I are back. Bill Simmons couldn't keep us apart. NBA second half is about to begin, and House, I watched more All-Star Weekend festivities than I think I have in my entire life, thanks to you two knuckleheads. So welcome. How you doing, man? There you go. You're welcome for everything except for that atrocious dunk contest, but but your boy came through. You got your OB topping down, I and you hit it. on the worst dunk contest Possibly in the history of dunk contests. Like, I will think back on that night. I'll think back on Obi Toppin basically just needing to finish a dunk. You know, like when you lower the net and it's like for like a three or a four-year-old and like you and I could actually go and like slam it down. That's it. Just basically take the ball, slam it down into the baby net and you win the dunk contest. What a world, bro. You, you'll always have that uh, to put up on the wall. You 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 won your bet on the very last dunk contest in the yeah, history of the NBA. Yeah, and when next year the dunk contest <laughs> is like bring five o'clock in the afternoon, buried is like the opening act. <laughs> you know, then I could say, "Hey, that's when right." It was the last headliner, baby, I cashed. Um, that's right. <laughs> as we now start to like get ready for the second half of the year, and you know, you got a lot of playoff races, a lot of teams coming down in the wire in the Eastern Conference and the Western Conference, depending on what you're looking at. Um, for you specifically. Have you looked at this NBA season and have said, yeah, I feel good. I have a good feel for things. Or because of all the roster turnover, so much change. Like Brooklyn, you haven't seen their team. Philly's going to be a brand new team. Other teams dealing with all sorts of injuries. Do you like where you're at for the NBA? Or is it like, hey, we're three quarters of the way through the year and I still have no idea what I'm doing? Yeah, so 
I'm glad that you sort of set it up that way because th- this this does um, kind of explain the way that I approach my gambling on the NBA, which is using the first three quarters of the season to to learn, to learn, to learn about you know the the roster changes that were made in the, in the summer and any coaching changes, and just you know sort of get a feel for the teams and then try and be focused with a handful of plays. I probably play maybe two or three wagers like every couple of nights. So maybe like 10 bets a week uh, in the NBA through this portion of the season. Now we're in the home stretch, JJ. 23, 24 games left. And I think we have a a good feel for a lot of these teams. Now, giant question marks uh, on teams like the, the Nets still and teams like Philly still. And and so maybe there'll be some opportunities like to just do little pointed bets on them. But now's the time really to get serious, focus. We're going to the playoffs. We really want to know the identity of these teams and try and make some money uh, gambling down this home stretch. Well, making money is what we love doing. MVP, <laughs> the MVP. And it's funny, before we got on, I had first take on, which I never do, but I'm dog sitting, fostering dogs, needed something to do to pass the time before you and I had a little conversation. And I feel like they were drumming up the MVP narrative of DeMar DeRozan. I feel like if Embiid goes off tonight, they're going to be drumming up the MVP candidacy of Joel Embiid. Curry is always laying in the weeds. He has an opportunity to go and make noise. Where do you see this MVP race right now? To me, it's Embiid's to lose. He's the front runner. He's the favorite. Like, if I had to say gut feel, gun to my head, who wins the MVP on what is today? February the 25th? I'd say yep. it's Joel. But I think if there's one guy who's going to take it, House, the DeMar DeRozan candidacy, dude, I- I'm starting to buy in a little bit. I'm intrigued. So there is a bunch of stuff to commend the DeRozan angle, right? They're- the Bulls are in first. And we tend to like our MVP to come from a team that's first or second in their conference. We also like our MVP to come from a team that surprises us. And the Chicago Bulls sure have surprised us this season. I mean, when I did the uh, over-under futures with Simmons and Rosillo at the beginning of the season, we were skeptical about the Bulls' ability to play defense. I bet him as an under. That's all you need to know. That's right. I bet him as an under. How dumb am I? (laughs) Well, but we were all skeptical of the defense. There was only one guy with a real track record of great defense, and that was Pat Williams, and he got hurt in the first, you know, month of the season. So what they've they've managed to do, though, and all credit, you know, to the the coaching staff and the guys, right? They, They really came together. It's that awesome chemistry experiment coming together. Now, the one thing that helps DeRozan is he's elevated. He's taken his game. We thought we knew DeMar DeRozan from Toronto. We thought we knew DeMar DeRozan from San Antonio. This version of DeMar DeRozan, another thing that helps this MVP case because it's all about, you know, we want the numbers for sure, but we also like a nice narrative. We've never seen this version of DeMar DeRozan. He's doing it in the house that MJ built. But like, you know, he's now eight straight games of 35 points or more. He's averaging 28, five and five. He has the most fourth quarter points in the entire league. He shoots 55% in the fourth quarter and he's over 52% from the field for a guy that takes mid-range shots. That's incredible. He's one of six guys at at this uh, rate, eight straight games of 35 points or more. 
Um, MJ, LeBron, Kobe, Harden, uh, Wilt, and Elgin Baylor. Pretty good company. So, I, I mean, yes, a little recency bias, but what he's doing He's earned the right to be in the conversation, JJ. And the numbers I'm looking at, House, I'm seeing 20 to 1 for DeMar DeRozan. 20 to 1. Like, from a value standpoint, everything you just illustrated makes sense. Now, here are the up to the minute NBA MVP odds. Embiid, the favorite at plus 145. Jokic, who always can fill up the stat sheet, and he's always somebody you got to watch. Plus 270, but they don't like giving it to the guy back-to-back years. They just, they don't like doing that. So I'm not invested in Jokic. Giannis plus 390. Curry plus 1,200. Moran at plus 1,800 is interesting. He's interesting, House. Well, the, 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 knock, the only thing that you would say about Ja, two things, if you wanted to detract from his case, um, he's going to win most improved player. And do you do most improved and MVP? I mean, his odds for most improved are like prohibitive now. You yeah, have I mean, to they're like, probably unbettable, right? You probably yes, can't I, even bet that. Right, right. So that's kind of one tiny knock against. And the other tiny knock against is the Grizzlies win without Ja. The, the, the times that he's been out this season, they have a pretty um, decent uh, uh, record, like way, way above 500 um, winning those games when he hasn't played, which is, again, like a credit to what the Memphis has going on down there. Um, he's exciting, and they have as good a chance as anybody of ending up with that top spot in the West. If they, over these last 22, 23 games, I mean, they handled their business last night against Minnesota. If they, over this stretch, if they, you know, just go crazy, there's no reason they can't take down the number one. And then the league loves, I mean, the voters love to to give the MVP to to an athletic guard. I mean, we, the, the Derrick Rose, the Russell Westbrook, when you see what, what Ja is doing sort of athletic, athletically, it's it's so uh, it captures the imagination. So f- for sure, it's a little bit on Jai. I kind of like it. We have MVP odds. Who we who, who is the family bet before we go to these title odds? Who is the family bet that we are getting in on? Because listen, Embiid's no fun. Jokic is no fun. Are we getting in on DeRozan? I'm gonna get it in. It kind of seems like it. Yeah, I'll get in on DeRozan if you get in. Let's on DeRozan. do it. That's that's what we're gonna right. do. We're gonna get on on. That on is DD. gonna be our first family bet throughout the second <laughs> half of the NBA year. So, uh, just be prepared for Demar Derozan to go in the tank over the next two weeks. Now that we have put the uh, the little kibosh on him a little bit. Yes, sir. I love it. All right, let's get to the title odds because it's a weird year, House. I think there are a lot of different teams that can say they can win a title. Like in the NBA, there are a lot of years where it's like, yeah, it's two teams or it's three teams. I don't see it this year. I think it's about like five or six, which is more than we're usually getting for, you know, the par for the course, the NBA as a whole. Western Conference, can you see anybody other than Phoenix or Golden State getting to the finals? I have one team in mind. Oh, that's I have interesting. one team in mind. So my answer is no. I don't I don't okay. think I don't think Memphis is ready. I don't think the Lakers are are deep enough. Um, Denver, you know, who knows with, with Jamal Murray coming back, Utah, I think they're done. So, um, it's Phoenix or Golden State for me. Listen, they're prohibited favorites. Yeah. I think Denver is the team I have circled. Interesting. Because of the guys they're getting back. Yeah. I know they have an MVP and it's a huge if Murray, is he going to be bubble Murray or is he going to be a guy coming off an ACL where he's just totally rusty and totally off his game? Michael Porter Jr. Same sort of questions coming off of injuries. But, like, if I'm looking for a team to buy low on, 
that I think can ascend, that maybe can get guys back and get into the playoffs and be dangerous, I think they are the team to do it. I don't see it with the Lakers. Memphis, to me, is not ready. Like, Denver has the experience, and I'm with you on Utah. After last year, I'm done with the Jazz. I had them last year. I'm done. I'm finished. There's no way in the world I'm putting money on them. So I agree. It's probably going to be Phoenix or Golden State, but beware of the Denver Nuggets. The only thing that gives me any pause with Denver is I think they're going to end up in that, like, five, six seed kind of place maybe even drop to seven. And then that means they're playing one of Golden State or Phoenix or... uh, You don't want that in the first round. Right. Like, I need them out of the seven seed. That's right. I need them through the top six. Assume that Phoenix, Golden State are one, two, which is not a given. Right. But hopefully have that kind of take place. Then I get Denver through the first round. And listen, with the value being what it is, like, what is Denver right now to win the West? They're plus 1,700. So if you get them into the second round, you could you could start flooring a little bit. You could start flooring a little bit. But you, I mean, yeah. you. It's just, it's so hard if they get Memphis, Phoenix, or Golden State in the first round, and that's where they're positioned right now. So Golden State's plus 170. Phoenix is plus 170. Utah's plus 550. Denver and Memphis, same odds, plus 1,700. So the book's clearly telling you they don't believe in the Grizzlies, which, listen, <laughs> I love Ma, I love Ja, I love the Grizzlies. There's no chance they're getting to the NBA Finals. Zero. No, 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 no. I mean, they had all respect to our boy Verno, um, but this is exactly what we see with these up teams on the, on the come up, right? These young teams, they have to go get that playoff seasoning. It's an entirely different game. None of them have, like, you know, credible playoff experience. So let, let them go get the their playoff legs under them. It's great. House, the Eastern Conference, Vegas has no idea who's coming out of the conference. According to these odds, they have no idea because Milwaukee's 270, Brooklyn's 300, Philly's 400, Miami's 500, Simmons is giddy about his Celtics. They're plus 750. <laughs> and how about the fact that the Bulls are at plus 1,500 and the Celtics are at 750? What do you make of that? That makes no sense to me. Those teams should be in the exact same wavelength as far as I'm concerned. Well, you know, it's a tale of two halves with the Celtics because they they finally figured out a defensive identity um, after muddling along October, November, December. Since January, they're in the top five in defensive efficiency and across all the defensive metrics. And it's because of Time Lord. They figured out the Time Lord chasing around the perimeter. They could switch. They have, they've always had this athleticism, but they weren't on the same page. Now the, the knock on the Celtics will be how hurt is smart is smart and how hurt is, is time Lord and how much time are they going to be out? And will they lose ground that way? But you know, it only really matters come playoff time for everybody across the board to be healthy. These odds are going to move so much over these next 25 games. I feels like there's no reason to bite down hard right now. Let's go ahead and see who the hell Philly is, who the hell Brooklyn is, and then, you know, try and do something reasonable. I don't think there's any value um, out there right now. I I, don't- I think the only fear with Brooklyn, right, is if you don't get in now, and then all of a sudden we're looking at Durant looking like Durant, Kyrie playing at home in road games, which is going to happen. That's, happen. That's coming down in New York over the next couple of weeks. Yeah. And then you see them get back on the court and they're like flowing and they're grooving. And it's like, oh shit, we just missed the boat on this. That's my only fear with the Nets. That like they snap their fingers, they kind of round in the form and we missed the boat, but they're going to have to go through the war. The issue for them, House, as talented as they may be, 
they're not going to be better than a six seed. I think they're probably playing in the plane at this rate. Oh, right? I, I think you're absolutely right because they're not going to have all those pieces in place in enough time to go on a, like a 10 game winning streak. There's not enough games left for them to go on the kind of winning streak they have to go on to avoid the play in situation. So that's extra games. That's you're going to catch Durant like right after, you know, right off of injury, having to play immediately in, in, in playoff context, basically. I don't, I don't love that. And who the hell knows with Ben Simmons? I mean, if he comes out, you know, just on fire. The problem with the number is the, the way it sits right now. There's no value. Like, you know, what, what is he factoring say? in the idea that these guys are going to come back and give them something, you know, like you're For not sure. getting seven or eight to one, but again, they were title favorites before the year. So you're not going to endorse Miami at 10 to one to win the title. I'm not going to get that endorsement. Man. Why not? Man to win the East. No, I'm saying to win the title, and I oh, can hedge the shit out of no it. No chance, no way, no don't, chance. Don't do that. Don't do that. I did it two years ago. It worked out. Well, that was the bubble. That was summer camp. I mean, that was the summer camp championship. I I want the Lakers to hang a summer camp banner there in what are they whatever YMCA they call it right now. 2020 that's, NBA that's championship. What that's what I should say. Like you know, congratulations, you won the summer camp title. Uh, and that's the way I now credit to those teams. Right, it was an amazing thing, an amazing time in our lives, an amazing time in the in in in, in professional sports. Um, but look, I, I just can't come up with a scenario where Miami beats Milwaukee. Somebody's going to have to knock out Milwaukee before Miami gets to them. I just feel like it's such a terrible mismatch for Miami. And you know, the the thing with Milwaukee, they need to get healthy. Connaughton's hand injury is is tough for them. They need Brooke Lopez to come back. They traded uh, DiVincenzo at exactly the wrong time. Connaughton broke his hand right after <laughs> they traded away DiVincenzo. But all of their pieces together, most of their pieces together, um, I like the I like Milwaukee. You're in on Milwaukee. And listen, it's tough to fight you on that. They're the champs. Giannis is an absolute beast. He took his game to the next level in the Eastern Conference Finals and into the NBA Finals. Basically, the NBA Finals, those final three games, he was like, there's, there's no chance, guys. You ain't stopping me. You don't got a prayer. So if we're getting that badass version of Giannis, yeah, I don't... Like, let's put it this way. Brooklyn, Milwaukee, that's the version of Giannis we're getting. Milwaukee's winning that series. You agree, You and I are in perfect agreement on this. And look, uh, the freak knows it. The freak turned it up in, in February. Listen to these numbers. He's averaging 33-11 rebounds. Seven assists, 64% from the field, 48% from three-point range, JJ, for the Greek freak. Uh, he he leads the league in fourth quarter average. Uh, he's averaging over eight points per game. And, you know, the 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 if 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 he plays at that level and he knows what, what's required for these books bucks to be in the form, which is why I think we've seen him take it up to this notch. I mean, it's the bucks. It's the bucks to be. So before we give some picks for tonight's card, I wanted to pinpoint a team that we are buying stock in on. You know, like which we're, we're like investment day traders. You know, I uh, I don't know if this is ever something. Are you a big stock market guy, House? I'm not. A little here, a little there. Yeah, I wish I was more, I to be attention. honest with you. I, I, you do. Okay, so you pay attention. All right. So we got to find that diamond in the rough that's going to ascend over the next like six weeks. Is there a team? that you have identified that you think can really ascend over the next few weeks that we have good value on? Well, the the, the problem is we're not going to have any value. And honestly, I hope that this team loses a few games before they figure it out. And it, it, the team that I like a lot is Philly. I really love, um, you know, what 
the, the, the team has done in the face of that gigantic unknown, the adversity of everything that happened with Ben Simmons up to this point. They got their guy now. And I don't know if you've seen any of the pictures. James Harden magically is skinny. Oh, of skinny. course, like he, did, like he did in Brooklyn last year. He goes off the double cheeseburgers and maybe does like a juice cleanse and all of a sudden has got a six-pack. For one week. He only needed one week. It was like a juice cleanse in Delilah every night. And he's he's right back at it, baby. He's ready to go. So I'm I'm on Philly. And like I say, I'm, I'm hoping for them um, to come out a little sluggish, like maybe go 500 over these next uh, six, seven, eight games, and then jump in and grab some value as they like go on on a tear um, cause they, they, it would, they really need to sort of be in that top three position, um, in the East cause the East is so loaded. I really think home court in the East is, is really vital this year. Especially with these teams being as close as they are. I That's totally it. get that. They're so damn close. Now I gave away the team that I'm buying low on. It's Denver. Yeah. It's Denver. Because I'm banking on the fact that they're getting these dudes back. And I love their pedigree. I really do. I know they haven't won a title house, but like they've been through it. They know each other very well. They've played a lot of playoff series together. Like I get something out of Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. I think they're a team that's going to really make a move here over the next few weeks. And it helps when Jokic is on your team. Like (laughs) it's not like I have a team where I'm asking Julius Randle to go and carry me, for goodness sakes. So I'm like, all right, I, I got the MVP. Go, yeah, go that's work, right. W- whether he wins it or not, he's the MVP. Like, you know, he he he, he may not win it, um, but his numbers are insane. And I love your point about the wars. They've been through the wars. They, they absolutely, Mike Malone and this team, it's a veteran playoff team. Um, so I, I don't mind. I don't mind it. I like, I like where you're going with Denver. I just, and, and honestly, right now is the time to grab a price. Um, it's, it, the thing I think they need is is for one of the teams in front of them to catch a little injury. Bad luck. That's all. Well, we already have that with the Suns potentially and Chris Paul. That's right. With the injury that he's going to be out for four to six weeks. And by the way, how in the world was he playing? I know he's just messing around. What is he doing in the All-Star game? I don't now? like it. I don't like it. The basketball gods cannot like it either. Like either you, you know, somebody set a screen and he was mad at going through that screen. Yeah, it's uh, like, dude, no, just get out of there. Yeah, don't get play. out of there. Wrap you, your hand up, put a suit on, and relax. That's right. Honestly. Put your NBA seventy-five blazer on. I enjoyed that, by the way. Were Me you, too. Were you in on that? Like the game? Eh, it is what it is. Right. That ceremony, I was all geeked up, dude. It was fabulous. It could have been double the length of time that it was, and I would have watched it. I loved it. I, I could not have enjoyed it more. Seeing all those guys together, and I love that that MJ got the hammer right in Cleveland. And to me, I don't know. I'm just sitting at home washing. It sounded like the loudest and the longest cheer for MJ. I don't know. I'm just I watching at home, right? I would agree. I'm not going to fight so you on let's, that. Let's and then talk. you got MJ talking trash to Magic Johnson, <laughs> basically challenging him to one-on-ones. And I'm sure there was a big poker game after the, after the festivities. Oh, you know that. You know that. The it's MJ. Big-time poker game. Uh, poker, you know cigars, the whole deal. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. If you're busy like me and you're trying to catch your kids' games, it's important to have somewhere where you can go to find a good hotel. We're all over the place. Sometimes, you know, we're in Florida, we'll be in New York, you want to take the wife on a quick vacation and get away. Whether you're looking for a relaxing getaway or heading out of town to see the playoffs, Hotels.com app has a perfect hotel for every trip. Compare up to five hotels side-by-side so you can see prices, amenities, and star ratings without having to switch back and forth between options. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app today.
All right, the card tonight. I have a feeling you're not going to like, I think, my favorite play of the day. Just based upon what you just kind of hinted at, I do <laughs> not think you're going to like my favorite play of the day. And that's the game of the day, in my opinion, because it's the return of James Harden, Philly and Minnesota. And I know Minnesota's coming off the second night of a back-to-back. They had a good win last night against Memphis. I love them here in this spot because everybody's betting Philly. There's the uncertainty. There's the uncertainty of, well, the chemistry issues, getting Harden on the floor, getting everybody kind of on board with what they're looking to do. This is as contrarian as it gets. And I hate taking teams second night of a back-to-back, but they're young, Minnesota. They haven't played much over the last few weeks because the All-Star break. I'm taking the T-Wolves. I'm taking them plus two and a half, and I like them on a money line at plus 124. So I think we're heads up right out of the gate. Go I know get you it, like baby. Philly. Go get it. I love this. So one thing that, that really impressed me, one of the gigantic takeaways from All-Star Weekend was Carl Anthony Towns. Why didn't we bet him at 12 to 1, man? Because we we're, really we're missed dumbasses. I know, I know big men never win the award, but again, you're getting 12 to 1 in a dopey three-point contest. You got to take that. We're dumbasses. It, it, he does have the style of shot that's successful. It's just that he's six inches taller than, than, the, than anybody that's ever won it in the history of the competition. But I loved him announcing his arrival on the national stage. What Minnesota has done all season long, they've surpassed expectations. They are a, kind of a revelation. I think their coach, the guy from um, uh, Toronto, is is excellent. And, you know, they, they have been uh, very surprising in terms of against the spread and, and over-unders. Now, I'm going to play that game also. I like an underplay. The total is 229. And Minnesota, since the first of the year, has been terrific over. So the Minnesota is one of the um, t- leading teams in the NBA since January the 1st, 18 and 6 on overs. I like picking up on the JJ contrarian angle because I think the second night of a back-to-back for Minnesota means a little bit of an adjustment to pace. Plus, Minnesota plays differently at home pace-wise. They're only 5 and 4 um, over at home. And when you're looking at an 18 and six, they've been on the road a ton. Uh, but, you know, th- this this um, situation with Philadelphia also, to me, suggests an under kind of action, right? How is Tyrese Maxey going to fit in with Harden? Who's initiating the pick and roll action? Where, where is Joel going to be comfortable? He's not going to have every single touch. He doesn't shoot uh, at will. They want to try and, and build something right now. I like the under in this one, under 229. So for my New York audience, the Knicks back at home getting five and a half points against Miami. I can't believe I might suggest the idea of taking the Knicks. That line makes no sense to me, though, House. That line should be eight and a half or nine. Am I like five and a half with the way the Knicks have looked? Like my thought with that game is you take the five and a half and the Knicks will probably find a way to screw it up late and they'll lose the game. But I'm going to say first game out of the All-Star break, back at the Garden, the Knicks give you at least a spirited effort. I'm okay. taking them to cover tonight. I, I noticed there's a little bit of a contrarian angle for a lot of my picks tonight because I feel like everyone's getting back in All-Star after All-Star weekend. The books are going to be sharp. The books are going to be ready to go. This is not going to be a good night for the public. So I'm taking the Knicks to cover. I, I like say the return of the return of Barrett. They got smoked by Miami the last time they played them. A little bit of a revenge angle. Okay. I'll take, I'll take the Knicks plus five and a half. 
All right. Well, I have some action on on my home team as well. They are at home tonight. Wow! Look at us. We are such homers. That well, Knicks play, a Wizards play. We really are, man. It's it, it's it's the point of the season where we're you know it's time for us to sharpen up a little bit. So let's talk about the teams that we know. You know the Knicks. I know the Wiz. We're going to take the play. I'm going against the Wiz. This is a little bit of a public play. Uh, the Spurs are favored by three at Washington. Washington has been terrible since the beginning of the year against the spread. And they are 13 and 17 at home as underdogs over the, uh, over the entire year. They are in the, they're either the worst or second worst team against the spread since January the first and San Antonio historically has owned the Wizards. I don't know why it is. I don't know what, what the explanation, how, why 25 well, years I was worth say, of San evidence. San Antonio has been, you know, before the last like three years, they pretty much dominated against everybody. That's you right. Know? They were winning 55, 60 games every year. And, and they have, you know, the San Antonio way was beating bad teams on the road. Well, Washington's been bad for quite a bit of that 25 years. So that, that all makes perfect sense. Um, Washington is still a team in search of identity, which is kind of like fun in, in a way for me because I had high expectations at the beginning of season. Those were crushed. Then as a trade deadline approach, I thought, oh, wait a minute. We would I'd like for the Washington to get into this Ben Simmons sweepstakes. Uh, Bradley Beal um, is not a guy that I would resign, uh, re and definitely not at that Supermax that he's looking at here in Washington. So I thought maybe there was an opportunity to improve the team and just go all in on a super young team. Um, but they're still, you know, uh, constantly experimenting with rotations. There aren't enough minutes to go around. I like the Spurs in this position. All right, the next one I'm giving out, and I hate how public it is. It actually bothers me how public it is. I like Dallas getting five and a half against Utah tonight. I like they've it too. They've been a much better team. House, they've been so much better without Porzingis. They've been so much better. And this is not the same Utah Jazz dominant home team that we saw last year where it felt like they were indestructible. I think getting five and a half with a team that's kind of got some juju going. Luka's playing great. The Mavs 11 over 500. They've played well for J-Kid this year. I like them here plus five and a half. I do. And Dallas also leading the league in unders since January the 1st. So you're talking about, you know, a, a, a game with that, their defense, the way that they have, and just like you're very similar to the Celtics, um, really come up with a defensive identity. They can slow down. They can play at their pace. I, I'm fine with that. Give, give me the five and a half. I'm joining you on that one, buddy. Okay. Um, are you playing anything in Clippers, Lakers? It's You know what it is when you have the nationally televised game? You know this from the NFL. Like right. You're just more inclined to play it. Like yeah. there's not. I'm not sitting out a Sunday night game. <laughs> I'm not sitting out a Thursday night game. As stupid as it may be, as idiotic as it may be, you know, sometimes we just need a little action. So Lakers-Clippers is that nationally televised game. If I'm betting it, and I don't love it, like the line just reeks of a stay away. Yeah. I kind of like the Lakers, dude. Oh, well, well, what, I, and what's I hate the, saying that. Give me the rationale. Oh, the rationale is that you have LeBron in the stretch run trying to make the playoffs, okay. and you have everyone betting the Clippers. Oh, is that right? The public, you have big I'm public seeing, numbers I'm on the Clippers? I'm 73% of the oh. money and 57% of the tickets are on the Clippers. Ah. And I'm just like, Mm, no. I'm surprised to no. hear that. I, I figured it'd be the other way. No, yeah. I agree. Yeah. I figured everybody would bet the Lakers tonight. Only getting one and a half for sure. Um, I was going to do say the Clippers money line, but now it's an official stay away when I hear those kind of numbers. 
You hear that? I, I scared you. See, I did you maybe a justice. <laughs> or I gave you the numbers, and then you're going to be sending me a text at like one in the morning saying, thanks, man. I wish I didn't know this because you could have actually cashed a ticket. So well, look, we'll see how family. that works out. We got family. We're rocking that family vibe, JJ. I only have one other play tonight, and that is the under in the Suns-Pelicans game. I see that at 228 and a half. Is that what you're seeing on the book right now? I like that. As in a, I actually, you're getting an extra point. I'm seeing it at 229 and a half right now. I love it. I like I like it Why? even better. Because of the absence of Paul. Is yes, that the logic correct. there? I like that. That's right. I like that. See, family play. I'm going to play. I'm going to ride that one tonight. Phoenix Pelicans under. Go get it. 15-8-1 and one on the under since the beginning of the year. All across the season, New Orleans games have gone under. Under 229 and a half. Let's go do this, baby. I love it. So you're, what is your favorite play tonight? It's the under in the Philly-Minnesota game. I just feel like that's going to be a little bit of a slugfest. And I'm taking plus three with the Timberwolves. Boom. There we go. That's there our we go. game. We got it. I love it. We're all in on Philly, Minnesota, eight o'clock Eastern tonight. House, ton of fun, man. I'm ready for the second half of this NBA season. And uh, we need Mr. Norin in the golf to pick it up. So uh, I, I don't want to be regretting not putting in Brooks Kepka burger, although burger right now is on fire. So, well, mm, not JJ, so good. I'll, I'll hit you over the weekend with some uh, matchups and maybe we'll live bet Norn a little bit. I think we can get some, some decent matchups uh, for round three and round four. I hope we have a good finish too. I thought Nima was going to yuck it up last week and it just didn't happen. He held on wire to wire. This tournament does, does tend to produce, you know, some uh, unexpected results down the stretch. The bear trap gets them all JJ. They get them all. And uh, hopefully, House, you're not ditching them for the Saudi tour. <laughs> hopefully what's, not. What's that? What are you talking yeah. about? I don't know. Greg Norman, don't call me Shirley. I love it. So House and I are going to be doing the NBA show every Tuesday. Tuesday afternoon is when you can expect it in the Ringer Gambling feed. Um, and there will be a ton of college hoops thrown in there as well as we get closer and closer to the tournament. But Tuesday is going to be our big NBA day. And then Friday, from basically here on out, it's going to be college hoops galore. But there'll be some bonus college hoop stuff. So you want to stay tuned for that. Joe House, talk to you next week, buddy. Love you, JJ. There's a lot that could impress you about the all-new Honda Prologue EV. True, it's got class-leading passenger space and clean, thoughtful design and intuitive technology. But what really sets the Prologue apart from the competition is that it's more than an EV. It's a Honda. Honda, the power of dreams. Visit honda.com slash prologue to learn more. This episode is brought to you by Empower. You got money questions like, can I retire early? What are my best savings options? Can I afford to pay for my kid's education? Luckily, Empower has all the answers. With Empower's real-time dashboard and real live conversations, you get clarity on your real-life financial goals. So join 18 million Americans and Empower What's Next. Start today at Empower.com. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Sponsored by Empower, not an endorsement or a statement of satisfaction by a client. That was fun with House, and Saturday is going to be a killer slate of college basketball. I mean, I'm looking at the card right now. You basically have ranked teams matching up with one another from high noon until midnight. That is awesome. Okay, that is just absolutely fantastic. From Purdue to Michigan State at high noon, then all the way to the late game, which I believe is Gonzaga and St. Mary's. Yeah, Gonzaga, St. Mary's, and USC, Oregon at 10 o'clock games. This is why I love, folks, betting college basketball. Because 
even though I'm fostering two pups, they're going to drive me absolutely insane. I have my TVs. I have my wagers. I'm going to be set. I'm going to be good to go. All right. I have the Ken Palm lines for a bunch of these games. Purdue only being favored by two against Michigan State. Mark my words on this. That line will not be minus two tomorrow. Michigan State is playing like crap. I kind of liked them the other day against Iowa. They got smoked. They were not in the game. They were not competitive. And we're going to talk about Michigan State, who is securely in the NCAA tournament, and compare them to Oregon. Oregon is a better team right now than Michigan State. Don't at me. They're a better team than Michigan State. Michigan State, you want me to start taking you seriously again? Go get a big win against Purdue. I will not be betting that game because I'm done with the Spartans. The spot is going to say Michigan State. I think the line is going to say Michigan State. But there's no way in the world I want to bet that game. Just a little food for thought. Kentucky-Arkansas is going to be awesome. That is going to be an awesome game. Arkansas showed me some serious balls the other night. That Florida game against a team that desperately needed it, it's coming down to the wire, but Arkansas gets in the nitty-gritty. They really do. They, 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 they know how to get big stops. They get second and third chances. They've taken on the personality of Musselman. Now, the problem is Kentucky is a machine. Ken Palm has this Kentucky by three. I was going to say it probably be three and a half, two and a half. It's close. It will be right on that number. I'm riding with the Hogs, man. Now, I bet against Kentucky a couple of different times this year, and it is blown up in my face. The Kansas game comes to mind. I just think this is a good spot for Arkansas to pick off the Wildcats before the SEC tournament. And if they win this game, they even up. They're both going to be 12-4 and four in the SEC. So that's definitely one of the big games to note. Auburn, Tennessee. And Auburn, how about them losing outright to Florida last week? Tennessee, Kempom has them favored. Very, very interesting. That means Auburn is going to be a dog tomorrow, folks. That means Auburn is going to be a dog tomorrow. And my guess would be the books are going to need Tennessee. The books are going to need Tennessee. Um, we got Q's Duke tomorrow, which does not involve two ranked teams. And Syracuse doesn't play a lick of defense. See this? They have this Ken Palm line at seven. This line will not be seven. This line will be eight and a half, nine. And Duke smoked them the first time they played. The only thing for Duke, they're coming off an emotional win against Virginia. That's Syracuse's Super Bowl as far as I'm concerned. They're going to have 32,000 in the Carrier Dome. The place is absolutely going to go bonkers. Who knows what celebrity Adam Weitzman's going to have there. Um, it's a kitchen sink game for the Cubs. Kitchen sink game. Would I feel good about betting them? Absolutely not. I'll tell you who I do feel good about betting. Rutgers tomorrow. Kempom has Wisconsin favored by one in that game. Rutgers beats all of these ranked teams at home. Every single one. They beat them at home. Whether it's the Buckeyes or Michigan State at the time or Purdue. Rutgers at the rack, their performance at the rack is probably playing them in the NCAA tournament. I will be all over Rutgers tomorrow, all over the Scarlet Knights. Now, the game of the day, in my opinion, in college basketball, and it's not even close, it's Kansas and Baylor. Because first place is on the line in the Big 12. Kansas, despite all of their dominance over the years, and they've had a lot of dominance in that conference, Last couple of years, Baylor's gotten them. Now, Kansas got Baylor, and they got them big in the first matchup. Baylor's going to be favored in this game. Baylor's going to be favored in this game, but I think it's a statement game for the Jayhawks. 
This is one of those games I'm going to be going against a lot of trends. I'm going to be going against a lot of short money because I think the Sharps are going to be on Baylor and I think the public is going to be on Kansas. I just think Kansas is the better team this year. I think they're more battle-tested. I think they're more experienced. And I think that's going to show here. I expect Kansas to win this game. So if I'm getting points with Kansas, I'll be on the money line. Just remember I said that. And then you got two night games. Gonzaga-St. Mary's. And I watched a lot of Gonzaga last night against San Francisco. My goodness, that team could shoot the basketball. St. Mary's is good. I mean, they're in the top 25 this year. They're at home, and they're still going to be like a seven and a seven and a half point dog. St. Mary's has given Gonzaga trouble in the past. It might be a good spot to fade Gonzaga. The problem is fading Gonzaga means you're fading the best team in the nation. And these lines aren't as sharp with the WCC as they are in some of the other major conferences. They're just not as sharp for whatever the reason. They're not as sharp. Like I had Gonzaga. I was sweating out a little bit against San Francisco. St. Mary's is better than San Francisco. They're better. I'll probably be against the Zags. I'll tell you who I'll be betting a thousand percent. Give me Oregon. Give me Oregon right now against the USC Trojans. I see that line late night. I haven't seen it. I'm going to say Oregon is favored by two points. They favor by two, favored by one. All right. They're favored by one. Oregon beat UCLA twice. They have a win over USC. And USC last night barely getting by a three and 22 Oregon State team. So I like way too many games tomorrow. Way too many games. I'll be on Oregon. I will be on St. Mary's. You know, the Providence Creighton game, I have so much PTSD from fading Providence the other night. I don't know if I have the stones to do it. I'm still sick after that Xavier Providence double overtime game. Providence is going to be favored by five. The books are clearly going to need Creighton. We'll see. It's going to depend on my day at 830 at night. That's a good game. What a... What a goddamn slate of college basketball on Saturday. I cannot wait to watch all these games. Cannot wait to watch all these games. So we're taking Arkansas. I'm not taking Syracuse. I'm not letting my emotions get in the way. I'm taking Rutgers. I'm taking Kansas. I'm taking Mary's. I'm taking Oregon. Those are my plays. And we'll have some fun with these Saturday at 1130 Eastern time. We're going to hop on Spotify Green Room and give a bunch of picks. And maybe there's some more some totals and stuff that really catches my eye and suits my fancy once the lines become official, as they say. But I love, I love this full slate of college basketball. We're getting to the home stretch, folks. Next week, believe it or not, is the last regular season weekend. And then conference tournaments, we are going to have pods galore, shows galore. I mean, I'll be betting games from high noon until like one or two in the morning. It's the best. It's the absolute best. And it doesn't even matter in some of the small conferences. You haven't even seen the teams play. Like, all you need to know about my degeneracy with college basketball this time of the year, I hopped on San Diego State and Boise, which actually was a good team, good game. Two teams that are probably going to be in the tournament or right around that. And I'm like riveted. Riveted. I probably didn't watch either team at any point this year. But now it's that time of the year where you kind of hop on board. And we got to be as sharp as we can. We're back Tuesday. Friday on the Ringer Gambling feed. Remember, Spotify, Green Room, download the app. We'll be on there tomorrow morning before all this kicks off. Enjoy your weekend, everybody. Great job. Morgan, Saruti, love you guys. JJ out. Be good, everybody. This episode is brought to you by Lululemon. 
Guys, if you're ready for a new pair of pants, try one of Lululemon's ABC pants. They're made to make you look and feel good. And there's lots of different styles to choose from. My favorite, because I walk around LA every day, I like the joggers. I'm not jogging, I'm just walking fast. But if you're working out, I would try them out. And if you want something a little sleek, maybe business-like, maybe try the ABC Slim Fit Trouser. But I am a joggers guy. I just, once COVID happened, I was just like, I'm, I want to wear jogging pants and joggers and all kinds of soft pants as much as I possibly can, especially when I'm working out. Ultra comfortable and versatile. ABC pants are really in a league of their own. Buy a pair right now at lululemon.com. 